Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Hall of Fame semifinalist list is out. Some very familiar names. We'll uh, sort through that coming up a little bit. Poll question is going to be what for the first hour, Seaton O'Connor? Well, while we're still uh, populating oh. our oh. chaos poll, oh. as we're calling it. I know. Seaton goes, wow, chaos. If Alabama beats Georgia, that's chaos. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that this is Alabama might be in. Yeah. Chaos. Okay, but what's it mean for Texas if uh, Alabama beats Georgia? Because Texas beat Alabama at Alabama. Does that change anything here? Does Ohio State have a chance to get in? I, I guess there's... There's different scenarios, but some are long shot. Most are long shots, it feels like. What if Iowa beats Michigan? All I know is DraftKings has Iowa scoring 0.5 points in the first half, 0.5 points in the second half. Balanced offense. That's the over under. It is a balanced offense. That's for, yes, Marvin. Ohio State is out. I'm sure their fans are like, look, if we don't beat Michigan, we don't deserve anything. Oh, I don't think they feel that way. <laughs> I don't think they feel that way. If you said they somehow got in, they'd somehow look past that loss to Michigan. Ah, okay. Let's go to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, and of course, his podcast, Unbuttoned, former NFL Texas quarterback. You know, speaking of Texas, I was thinking about you today because your dad, of course, great quarterback, borderline Hall of Famer, and you being his son, you were a big recruit, you go to Texas, and now you have Arch Manning with his dad and his you know family lineage. And I'm wondering, now you went your first year and sat, and then Major Applewhite and you, I think, split time your sophomore year, if that sounds right. Arch Manning right. goes there. He just played a little bit. I don't know if Quinn Ewers is coming back to Texas, but could you see a scenario where Arch Manning transfers from Texas? 
it, it'll it'll be interesting. It will be. And you know, I mean, he certainly got some competition there. It's not going to. It doesn't look like it's just going to be the red carpet is going to be rolled out for him, right? You know, so it, it's hey, nothing's going to be given to you in big time college football. You're going to have to compete and do that. I learned that, like you said, I made my first start actually my freshman year in the bonfire game at Texas A and M. Right, that was quite the experience to be cool and a part of it. But then, yes, yeah, sophomore year, split time with major and had to deal with all that, and then junior year became the starter full-time but uh the one thing i'll say about archie manning uh, or arch manning i should say is man just watching him the other night he really looked like his grandfather in a lot of ways i, I thought he looked more like archie manning yeah, he than he did peyton or eli the way he ran and everything even the way he throws the football uh but yeah we'll see where it goes there you know there's there's uh I'm, I'm blanking on the other kid's name at texas that took over for yours uh he said he looks like he's got some talent and some big time upside as well but this is different though your freshman year you're not starting there was no transfer portal and if you did transfer you had to sit out a year arch manning could transfer you know in the off season and go to Ole miss or ohio state or any of these places now i he he shouldn't be afraid to do whatever he's got to do to put himself in the right position you know that's what i would say it's big business right how you you know where you are the support you have playing getting that experience playing and playing and playing makes you a better football player and that's what he's got to make his number one priority you know which i'm sure his number one goal is to get to the nfl that's the most important thing malik murphy is the Malik uh, Murphy? There uh, it is. Yeah, the, I know. I, I I was gonna say Malik, and then I was I was afraid to say the last name. I wasn't sure if I was right there. I was blanking. Where are we at this point in the NFL? We're at a point right now in the NFL where I feel like you know we've seen the. I think we know who the cream of the crop is. I think we know the teams that can legitimately win the Super Bowl. Okay, how many? And, how many are there that can win the Super Bowl? Not go win. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd say, you know, I'd say there's eight, maybe. I'd say about eight right now, right? I, that's where I kind of look at it. All right, I'm let's run being... down the teams. Okay. All right, so you All got right, well, Kansas and, City. Yep. Philadelphia. And the AFC, right? All right, so let's go conference. And okay. the AFC, I go, let's go Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami. I look at those four teams and go, they can win the Super Bowl, right? Buffalo's not in there. I'm not going to put Buffalo in there. It's 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 too much of a one man show, right? I, Super Bowl has got to be about a team, you know. It's it's it can't be one guy doing everything for the team, and then the rest of the team fails him, and then for some reason everybody blames him. I don't know. It's a crazy thing. That's a different topic for a different time. But then in the NFC, I kind of look at yeah, the Eagles, the 49ers, Dallas, and. I'll throw Detroit in there, even though I do think Detroit's got some cracks in the armor that I'm a little concerned about. But, you know, I do think there's enough talent and coaching there that they could right the ship. Right the ship, excuse me. I was watching uh, in-season hard knocks last night with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. And he's the feature. Tyreek, if if Kevin Hart could play football, (laughs) he would be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill (laughs) is fascinating during a game. Because yes. and he, there's a little bit of Ricky Henderson in him because he talks to himself the whole time. Like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here all day. Tyreek's yeah. here all day. I'm right. fascinated with watching him. And that speed, when you're field-level speed, it is so different than when you're watching on TV or in the stands. It's like, wow. There's, oh. there's nobody like him. Nobody. A lot of great... 
a lot of greats talk in the third person, right? That's what I've learned <laughs> through my time in sports, uh, and I love that, and that's what makes them great. You know, he has fun. He's loose, right? Why? Well, because he's the best damn athlete on the football field, so he's like, this is fun. Look at me. <laughs> Nobody can do what I can, and yeah, this is where I fought with the masses a few years back when I was like, Tyree kills the best receiver in football. I, I don't care if he doesn't run the exact most precise routes like some of the other receivers in football. He's the greatest weapon, you know, arguably we've ever seen at the wide receiver position. And I think his speed is... Wait, you would put him than, above Randy Moss? No, I'd say he's right up there in okay. that discussion. Though. Right. I do think he's right there with it. Yeah, I, I, he is He is on a Hall of Fame pace. And, you know, I'm, I think he's the MVP of football right now. You know, Everything they do, it's all dictated because of him and what he brings to that offense. That's where he's special. Uh, you know, he's an incredible person, an incredible worker. That's the other thing I know about Tyreek Hill. I mean, he gets after it. He expects a lot from himself. And, yeah, he's an unbelievable football player. I love when you hear the dialogue. I mean, really, it's just NFL films is what Hard Knocks is. You know, they're right, just capturing right. this audio. But they don't realize how great Max Crosby is of the Raiders because he's in the backfield. And that's why I think sacks are overrated. Pressures, hurries, I think that's really an important stat. Max Crosby is just there. He's omnipresent. And you're even, like, two is even acknowledging this. Tyreek Hill goes, damn, he might be the best player in football. Like, you're, you're watching this, and he never, ever stops. No, he never stops, right? I, I, I think, you know, like, his top-end, like, you know, ultimate like talent, I don't think is quite as good as maybe T.J. Watt or Micah Parsons or Nick Bosa uh, or uh, Miles Garrett, right? I'm not going to quite put him there. I think he's maybe just a notch below for me as far as pure physical gifts. Man. But I think the point to you make, it's the instincts, it's the tenacity, it's the craziness, and it's the fact that, you know, those other guys I mentioned, they can press on the gas pedal 100 miles per hour, but they need to take a few plays off every now and then. Max Crosby can go 97 miles per hour the whole game and never take one playoff. And I think that's what I'm amazed by, really, is just uh, is the fact of how he can just red, you know, red needle it all game long. Phenomenal football player, and it does feel like finally this year people have realized how damn good he is. And you're right, stats are overrated. You know, I'm big into the F the play up stat. They need to make that in the NFL. <laughs> you know, the guy who ruined the play yeah. doesn't get credit for it. You know, and he's a guy that ruins a lot of plays for that Raiders defense. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, his podcast called Unbuttoned. Dak Prescott's getting some MVP love, but I would um, caution the voters. Let's look at those stats that he's put up against some really bad teams. Well, I want to see him in big games. I want to see him that and, – and Jalen Hurts is your MVP. I, I think the front runner right now, according to Vegas. But Dak, it feels like we want to shoehorn him in there because he's the Cowboy quarterback. Uh, and I think he's played well. But I don't know – I mean, you, let's see what you do against the Eagles. Let, let's see what yeah, you do I, in I these big games. You know, what happened yeah. against the Niners? They got roughed up. Right. You know? right. So if you want to win an MVP – and I still think it's open to win, then you better win too. some of these big games here and be and perform big in those games. 
I, I totally fair. I think your assessment there. That that's been the problem. I think a little bit over the last two years is just in some of the biggest moments, Dak Prescott hasn't played his best, right? And you know, you bring up a point. Yeah, he's shoehorned in there because he's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Well, he also gets a lot of crap because he's a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> quarterback too. So I think you got to you know take that into account. Uh, but he's playing phenomenal football. He is, and I think you know more than what I argued early in the year a little bit in his defense, where I know it wasn't perfect. Perfect. But like I did the, you know, I do my unbuttoned podcast on Wednesdays. They call it the what the F happened podcast, right? Because I deep dive into film and I watch it. And I watched that 49ers game back early in the year. And what I would tell a lot of people is if you and, you know, me and Todd Fritz and we all sat down and, and we watched the, the film together, you'd go, well, damn, really, there wasn't one person open that whole damn game. And the offense attack couldn't have been more bland and simple, let alone that that time of the year. They were the shortest passing team in football to me the biggest difference is they've opened the field up a little bit and he is a great down the field thrower and he doesn't blink in uh, under pressure or with the pocket collapsing that's when he's at his best but i think your point that you make is is real the final finishing touches is he's got to play good against some of the elite teams in football and show us he can pull off some wins against them and i think then he becomes a real big time legit mvp contender People seem to be mixed on Justin Fields of what the Bears do moving forward. And, you know, we've had analysts who've said, hey, I would stay with him. I would bypass Caleb Williams or Drake May, um, maybe trade that first pick that you're going to get from Carolina. But I think you're going to get more expensive. The decision's more expensive with Justin Fields because you're going to eventually have to pick up that fifth-year option. Then you have to start to pay him. And then... Now you've missed out on this whole rookie contract situation. If you're running the Bears, have you seen enough of Justin Fields? And if you have, are you staying with him or are you moving on? It's it's a really tough decision. It is because there's you some things make about the decision right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's. I, I, you're on the clock with one, the number one pick. You're on the clock right yeah, now. And for, I was one before the year to say like you stick with Justin Fields and see what you can work with here because he's got some elite traits about him that are special, right? You know his running. He's the best running quarterback in football. We know that. If you put me on the clock and I don't like saying this, yes, I'd probably move on with Justin from Justin Fields. I would. Okay. You know I, I don't. Think think they're egregiously wrong if they stick with him i don't but the other night you know in that game itself was troubling enough that that was are you moving on to caleb williams or drake may what yeah one of those two i i'm gonna move the bears to me the the Bears are a team that I would say watch out for in the future, right? I don't know if they're going to keep Matt Eberflus or what, but you saw that game on Monday night. They got a big overpowering offensive line. They got a good tight end. They got Mooney and DJ Moore at receiver. They got good running backs. They got some. Why young can't they score defense. touchdowns? I well, I think a little bit early in the year was it was Fields issues. Well, I'm talking about hit a group. I'm talking about Monday night because it, because of the throwing. Plain and simple. That, that's, it's, that's all there is to it. How many replays did you see the other night where he was under pressure or whatever, and you're seeing this sky cam view, and you're going, damn, there's somebody open right down the middle. Okay, like, but is that going to change? Here. You want to stay with the guy who's been doing this for three years? 
I, I don't, you know, I would definitely tell you if I stayed with them, I definitely wouldn't pick up the fifth-year option. Like, it's okay not to pick up a fifth-year option. These are big boys. They're making lots of money. It's okay to say we're going to evaluate you one more year and see where it goes like the Giants did to Daniel Jones. I think it's the proper thing to do there. So if that's what they want to do. But if you made me choose right now, no, I would probably move on to go to one of the two guys, you know, TV scouting as far as Caleb Williams or Drake May. I'd probably go on to one of those two guys. Yes. All right. Uh, one last question here. If C.J. Stroud was in Carolina and Bryce Young yes. was in Houston, yeah, finish that sentence. Uh, it, it, it would look a lot different. Carolina would be better and Houston wouldn't be as good. You know, so that, that's plain and simple. C.J. Stroud, Dan, there's a reason. And I know I've been wrong other years, right? I've been right more than I've been wrong, though. And t- I had C.J. Stroud in Tier 1 by himself. No, I know that. I I know. His ability to throw, and everybody is seeing it now, and move in the pocket, six cents type of moves. And the way he played last week, they didn't run the ball, people weren't open, and he just carried the freaking team like a superstar. He is special, right? Bryce Young needs a certain formula around him. He needs, they need to spread the field. They need weapons. It needs to be more like the Tua kind of version. He needs Alabama. He needs Alabama. Well, that's a little bit, you know, for lack of a better way to say it. Yes, where C.J. Stroud can run any offense and it doesn't matter. You know, now they're better in Houston than they are in Carolina. I understand that. Uh, But I do think, you know, you switch teams, things will look a little different. Bryce Young, as slick as he is and all that, I like a lot, right? But his arm, it's, it's average for the NFL. And then the other thing is, like we talked about during the draft time, as quick as his releases and the decisions are, he loses time on the back end of plays because he can't stand in the pocket and make throws with people bearing down on him or about to hit him. He's a lot of ducking and chucking that way because he's got to save himself. To where plays where I go, ooh, if he was C.J. Stroud, he would have just stand in there and take a shot, and he did the 20-yard out route. Bryce Young has not afforded that luxury because when he gets hit, he gets ragdolled, and he's got to protect himself that way, and that's always what was scary to me about him coming out in the, in the draft. And you were big on Lamar Jackson when nobody else was. I, you, you've, I've had my moments. You did I love know, you know, Kellen. Lamar, you love Kellen Mond, though. I, I listen. I, I'll go through it. I, I, I had Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar, right, and C.J. Stroud, and of course, yes, I had Zach Wilson, and I did Matt Corral one year. So I've taken some, you know, slaps in the face. Too. I would stay so with the worry. Matt Corral. That might still happen there. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to. I think I'm done with that one. And I'm done with Zach Wilson, I think, too. Good to, good to visit with you, as always. Thank you, Chris. Always. Uh, Chris Sims. Always enjoy talking to him. His podcast is called Unbuttoned. You can see him on Football Night in America. Our play of the day is up next, right after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. 
It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper and KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. Per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Tiger Woods is back. Join him as he tees off against his friends and rivals in the Bahamas, the All-Star Field, the Hero World Challenge. That'll be Thursday at 1.30 Eastern on Golf Channel and Peacock. Here is Tiger Woods yesterday talking about coming back and trying to play a little more. I haven't played in a while, um, so you know I have my sub Taylor fused, and so I, I'm excited to compete and play. And I'm just as curious as all of you are to see what happens because I haven't done it in a while. Why do you think he continues to play? Everything he's been through, he has everything. He's 47. I don't know if he's trying to do what LeBron is trying to do. 
continue to play until his son gets on tour. And Charlie's, what, 14 maybe? Going to be a little while. And if I'm the live tour, I reach out to Charlie, Tiger's son, and I go, um, we're going to give you $100 million, right? I would be going after all the young golfers if I'm the live tour. And, and I know that there's been talk about John Rahm. Maybe he's going there for $600 million. Yes, uh, Seaton. You know how we always joke about, uh, like, what does a professional golfer do when they retire? Play golf. Go play golf. <laughs> there you go. Like, well, I don't really need to stop doing this. It's... But when you play with somebody who plays for a living, they don't enjoy golf when they're not competing. You know, but they have to have money on it. If you play against somebody, they, they'll be like, I don't care what it is. $5? All right, we'll play for $5. You know, uh, skins, whatever it is, they have to have something on it because it has to mean something. They can't go out casually and try to play golf. Uh, we'll get to more phone calls coming up. Poll question for hour two is what, Seaton, before we get to uh, Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports senior college football writer. Seaton, what do we have? Dan, we've got, uh, well, from the first hour, who would you most want to see win this weekend? Bama over Georgia, Louisville over Florida State, or Iowa over Michigan? No, uh, not I- even close. Iowa still holding strong over <laughs> Michigan at 53%. Uh, the other two games are sp- split pretty much right down the middle, but uh, a lot of people want to see Iowa beat Michigan. Let's bring in Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports senior writer. Did a great job covering the uh, Jim Harbaugh situation there. Uh, the uh, four top teams came out last night. No real surprise. Ross, let me start with chaos. What is chaos this weekend in uh, your opinion? Huh. Well, there are some pretty chaotic, like nightmare scenarios, right? And we're, we're, I think in the past, like the last 10 years or so of CFP, we've never entered a weekend like this, right? Where we have a undefeated team from four, five undefeated teams, right? From four different conferences. So I think chaos would probably be, um, Alabama upsetting Georgia. That would, that would certainly start the chaos, uh, because then the committee would be tasked with, do you leave out an SEC champion? Uh, do you leave out the two-time reigning national champion that had won nine, 29 straight games? Or, and do you leave out the SEC that's won 13 of the last 17? So it probably starts there um, if Alabama upsets Georgia. And then I think if you have a couple of other upsets, it's kind of this somewhat nightmare scenario, right? Like if you, if you have um, Oregon – you know, beat and you've got a one loss Oregon and you've got a one loss Alabama and you've got a one loss Texas all fighting for like one or or maybe two spots, that can be pretty wild. Feelings are going to or opinions are going to matter. It used to be with the top two teams, it would just be the computers would say these are the two top teams. Now the committee has to look at Florida State and they have to have an opinion on Florida State moving. If Florida State wins no matter who their quarterback is, is Florida State going to be in the Final Four? Yes. Uh, I know that that is a hot topic. Um, I would be be shocked if a Power 5 undefeated conference champion is left out of the CFP when there is room, right? When cause, And there's going to be room, right? Because every league doesn't have an undefeated team right now. We only have four leagues with an undefeated team. To, uh, uh, so, you've got room for it so i would be i would be shocked now will they take it under consideration and will they 
Will they drop Florida State as a four seed and actually have as a three seed potentially a one loss team? So could a one loss conference champion be a three seed over four seed Florida State? I think that's the biggest question because I think Florida State is in. I just would be would be blown away if the committee left them out as an undefeated Power Five champion. How would we feel next year at this time with this current scenario? Yeah, it would be. Uh, well, it would be. It's funny. I'm writing a story on that right now about conference championship games in their future, um, Dan. And, and do we need them in an expanded playoff era? Plenty of people think we don't. Um, and one of the reasons why is this year, for instance, uh, all but three of the teams competing in a in a conference championship game would be in the playoff right now. You know, before the championship games, Oklahoma State could play their way in, right, by beating Texas. Uh, Louisville could probably, you know, play their way in by beating Florida State. In Iowa, of course, uh, could play its way in um, by beating Michigan. Some some might say Iowa would already be in. Some might say Louisville would already be in. So you could have almost all of the teams participating this weekend in a conference championship game all of those teams in an expanded playoff field could be in except maybe one or two um and that's why i think there's a real question uh going forward now what makes conference championship games exciting in an expanded playoff field is you're basically playing for a buy right you're playing for a first round buy so there's you know the only only the conference champions, the top four conference champions in an expanded field will get a, a first-round bye. So you've got to win your conference championship to have uh, a, to be able to get a, a first-round bye in the playoff. In two years' time, is Ryan Day more likely to be at Ohio State or Jim Harbaugh still at Michigan? Um, I would probably say Ryan Day at Ohio State. Uh, you know, I think it's – it's it's difficult um, for for me to see Jim Harbaugh coming coming back as coach. Uh, not to say it won't happen. Um, you know, the last two years, Dan will it has, be I his mean, decision oh, or somebody else's decision? Yeah, I think it would be his decision. Okay. Um, I, Michigan seems quite on board and in support of Jim Harbaugh, uh, and so I would I would be surprised if they would make that decision. So I think it would be his decision. And, Dan, you know, the last two years we've seen Jim Harbaugh flirt with NFL jobs, right, interviewed for a few who maybe even thought he was going to be offered that Vikings job and leave. So this year he's got a third straight, right, really good football team. Um, I would imagine that there's there's maybe a place for him in the NFL. But if there isn't, maybe he ends up back in Michigan. Reality is set in in Colorado with Dion. As we move forward, he just lost his defensive coordinator. They don't have oil money there. Dion saying we're not an ATM. Uh, what is what is the uh, future for Colorado? Let let's look at for next year because he's got some decommits here. Um, what do you think the uh, future looks like? Well. This day, this era in in college football, you can um, you can have whoever at head coach Dan, but you need nil, right? You need nil money. You need a, a collective uh, that has I don't know at least three million to spend a year on a football roster, maybe five million. 
um, on a football roster. And if you if you don't have that, you're going to be in. Uh, you know, you're not going to get the kind of players that you want. And and I think Dion kind of mentioned that, right? He's kind of suggested that the, the Colorado needs to step up when it comes to, when it comes to NIL. Um, so you look forward at, at Colorado and they certainly need to, to do that, right? Uh, they need to invest in NIL, invest in their roster. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you wonder if the Dion thing is a, like a flash in the pan, is this going to be consistent? Can he keep keep it up, sort of thing, and build on what happened earlier this past season? Um, I think a lot of people hope that this season this year for Colorado is not a microcosm, right? For for Dion overall, um, where you boom right out of the gates, right, fiery and flashy, and all this attention, and then man, you just can't finish games. I mean, they probably should have should have won three or four games uh, during that losing streak, and they just couldn't finish. And then, of course, they got the injury situation. But, you know, also, Dion kind of seemed to make a, a panic move in the middle of the season by kind of demoting his offensive coordinator, who now has left for a head coaching job at San Diego State, Sean Lewis. That was that was a weird one. Uh, it, it was it was an odd decision. So uh, everybody's certainly watching Boulder to see what happens in year two with Dion. Good to visit with you, Ross. Uh, continue great work. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports senior writer. Yes, I uh, had him as the defensive coordinator, as the offensive coordinator who has left Dion. And then Dion's saying, and he, sa- he really sounds out of touch when he does this, uh, you know, don't come here to get rich. Meanwhile, his son's driving, you know, an expensive car and got his watch on and showing everybody. Uh, Dion, flashy. I mean, it doesn't match what he's saying there. And then Dion's saying, hey, if you go visit a school, you shouldn't be able to go visit somebody else. Or you shouldn't, you know, you should have to commit to that school. Dion left in the middle of his contract at Jackson State. Like, you, you just can't be saying these things because it's hypocritical. I love what he's done. He sort of opened our eyes to the business of college football. He kind of, you know, pulled back the curtain on it. But go all in on it. Now he sounds like get off my lawn guy. And he didn't sound like that. He was, hey, you believe? You believe? You better believe? And people bought in. All of those celebrities. Did any of those celebrities go to any of these other games? No. Everybody just rode the uh, the fumes of this, the coattails of this. The reality set in. He knew he didn't have a great roster. He knew it. Now next year, let's see what happens. Plus, these kids who decommitted, well, they decommitted because they committed during the peak of Dion Mania. September. Now's when you got to get them. Now's the hard part. Now you got to close them. Back then, hey, I want to go play for Dion. You've had two, I think, four-star quarterbacks who have decommitted. And that just means they're opening up the recruiting process again. And that might be, well, I can't get NIL money there. I'm going to go someplace where I can get NIL money. I mean, I'd love to play for Dion. If I'm 18, I'd love to play for somebody and get paid as well. And that's what some of these kids have to be looking at. It's a bottom-line business. And it should be looked at that by these kids as well. It's bottom-line. Coaches do the same thing. Although when the coaches get fired, they get paid. They get all that money. Players are just saying, look, I'm going to get a piece of this. Eventually, they're going to get paid by the schools. 
They're just going to happen. Might be five years down the road, it's going to happen. And then that's when college football changes and becomes, you know, pro football. A minor league pro football. It'll be set up like the NFL or the Premier League. I mean, there, there's going to be different scenarios here, but it's going to happen. But Dion has to be on board with some of this. You don't want to be in the Dabo Sweeney category where you're like, yeah, we're not taking uh, transfer portals, no NIL, we're not doing anything. Maybe we'll do NIL, maybe we'll do some transfer port. That'll catch up to you. College football's moving fast. It just is. And these players, and they have agents, and they're sharp. The, the, the player who's going to win the Heisman Trophy was a really good player at Arizona State. And then what happened? LSU needed a quarterback. And somehow, Jaden Daniels ended up at LSU. Did he go, I've always wanted to play for Brian Kelly? Or was it, how much? Okay. Yes, Marv. Can you imagine if you're an all-conference left tackle at Eastern Michigan, your first team all-conference, and your coach of Eastern Michigan goes, well, I guess he'll be in Michigan next year. Yeah. Because they won't even stay. Yeah. Khalil Mack wouldn't be at uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They'd be like, who's this? Yeah. Yeah. It's Syrac- like- Syracuse, Penn State, one of those schools close by. Yeah. Well, not Syracuse. Oh. You're not going to oh, go to Syracuse. Oh, no. That's no, not nice. He's not going to go nice. to Syracuse. True. Fair. Yeah. yeah you know. Accurate. But- um, all right. I uh, will get to your phone calls coming up. And uh, I have an update on Mark Cuban and maybe what the game plan is. Maybe what Mark Cuban's game plan is with the Dallas Mavericks. We'll uh, talk about that coming up right after this. Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's the final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. We have been avoiding this topic for two hours. We can avoid it no longer. Paulie refers to it as the elephant in the room. We'll get to that coming up. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app. Sign up for the newsletter. Nearly 100,000 of you have signed up at danpatrick.com. Good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. And uh, poll question for the final hour. We'll recap what we had for hour two. The college football rankings, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. I guess if you're looking at scenarios here, Oregon is a 10-point favorite now over Washington. Washington beat Oregon earlier in the year. That's on a neutral field in Las Vegas. You have Michigan against Iowa, neutral field, and the over-under is 35-and-a-half. And the only thing that's interesting here is, according to DraftKings, Iowa's point total in the first half is listed at 05 Their point total for the second half, the over-under, is 0.5. Just some of the interesting numbers there. Also, in the NFL, the Eagles, best team in football, home dog against the San Francisco 49ers. Stat of the day brought to you, as always, by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Tiger Woods is back. The Hero World Challenge, that starts tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern on Golf Channel and Peacock in the Bahamas. And he's talked about playing a little bit more, but at age 47, why? Another surgery, came back from that, ankle surgery. But uh, I don't know if it's about majors. I don't know if it's just that competition. You can never, ever replicate that competitiveness that you're going to have. All of these great athletes, when they retire, that's what they miss. They miss that. But you don't get it. You can try to get it. I always thought that Pete Rose tried to get that feeling back, the juice, by gambling. Uh, Michael Jordan playing golf with a lot of money at stake, or at least a lot of money to those he's playing against. So I don't know. Tiger wanting that competition, needing that competition. Uh, you know, what's he want to do? Can he be an ambassador, a spokesperson for the tour? I don't think he knows what the tour is going to be. I think that there's complications there. Are they going to lose John Rahm to the Live Tour? What's golf going to look like? And is Tiger going to be involved in that? So he's going to play a little bit more, and which is always a benefit for us and certainly the TV networks. But maybe it's to try to play in the majors, get another Masters something in there. But uh, other than that, he's got everything he needs. But that's that one thing, that competitive juice that you miss. And I think that's the curious part. Yes, Marv. Do you think viewers, I think I'm in that category, that's somebody, uh, he's in the Mike Tyson vein. 
of no matter what, you're going to watch. Okay. Because you remember the dominance at one point, you're like, he could turn it back on. Yeah. Or there's a chance he could turn it back on. Yeah, I guess there's always the possibility with Tiger that maybe, and, and really, I think, and I've said this before, trying to put together four really good rounds of golf is hard. And then to do that with all the health issues that he's had, I mean, nobody is facing those odds, but then nobody has the talent that Tiger has. And some of these courses, like Augusta, that's knowledge. So much of Augusta is knowledge. And Tiger has performed well there. Those who get it, keep it, and are always competitive there. Certain guys are on the leaderboard, and they might be 55 or 60 years of age. They understand how to play that course. And that local knowledge is extremely important. Once you understand where to hit it, where not to hit it, and read the greens, you can, you can do well at Augusta. Yes, Mark. When he turned pro, was this always the expectation for him to be one of the, if not the greatest golfer, one of the three or four greatest golfers ever? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, I mean, he really announced his coming out party. It's like, hello world. Like he was saying, here I am. I don't think he ever wavered on his confidence. I think he was like, I, I know I'm great. You're going to find out I'm great. And then he proved to be, I think, even greater than what we thought he was going to be. Now, the off-the-course issues certainly impacted him. Uh, you know, health issues. We wondered about his swing. I remember talking to Freddie Couples, you know, when Tiger was coming out. And I go, can, can that body withstand that swing? And he goes, no can't and you look at freddie freddie has back trouble and nobody has a more well maybe ernie else but you know a fluid swing tiger was violent tyler uh, (laughs) tyler tiger was violent his swing and uh golf was i mean jack nicholas if you look at jack when he first came up he went after it big time uh but tiger trying to do that um and, and he made golf athletic I think you looked at it differently. It used to be your dad's sport. Yeah, you know, these guys are out of shape. You saw Tiger and you're like, okay, he's got you know, tight shirts on. Uh, he's ripping it. He's looking good out there. And golf became cooler for younger players, certainly for minorities, where they're like, all right, you know, those golf shoes are still funky, but you know what? I can get by with that. I'm not wearing plaid. All right, maybe we can, you know. Go out there and spice it up a little bit. All right, see, what's poll question for the final hour? Dan, we put up there last hour a uh, Mark Cuban-related poll question. Uh, Mark Cuban is running for office, cashing in, or both. <laughs> right now, it is split, basically, uh, like 43-43 between cashing in and both running for office and cashing in. There's no doubt he's cashing in. He's cashing a massive check. Yes. But people are split on... Maybe he's running for office. I don't think his family is going to let him. And he said this, that they're not going to let him run for office. Yeah, he said as much like, this, like no, yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely not doing that. So what's the poll question it's fun. Uh, for the final hour? It's you, fun to kick that You got one? A bit. Uh, yeah, we have another one here. Uh, should the Heisman be voted upon before or after the college football playoffs? Okay. I would say mm-hmm. after the playoffs. If, if you've led your team that far and do something where you're going to be competing for a championship. Now, I have to look at the field here. Is there somebody who could be in the Final Four who could steal the Heisman from Jaden Daniels who's not going to be playing in the playoffs? He gets a bowl game, but that's not the same as playing for a championship. Can Bo Nix win the Heisman 
if Oregon is going to be in the Final Four, if Oregon wins a game, if Oregon wins the national title. But I think I have to have my vote in by next Monday. Is that right, Pauline? Yeah, Heisman voting has always been before the bowl season, historically. Yes, okay. It's actually open now, and which is weird. They should not open it before the conference title games. But um, if you look at next year, like you could say the Final Four, there's every, a guy may get two extra games. Next year, it's more than that. And they could go on some monstrous run. With the new format next year, should the Heisman Trophy consider opening up voting the day after the national title game? Or would it be too heavy loaded towards the playoff performances? Well, do you want, is it usually the best player on the best team who's going to be up there for the Heisman Trophy? So you're probably going to be playing. And I mean, when's the last time you had somebody who played on a team that had, you know, three or four losses? Uh, I would say. Uh, Robert Griffin III with Baylor. He made them relevant, but they were not in the national title picture. Yeah. But he rose them up enough, and he was so great that he got the Heisman. Yeah, normally you're going to play for, you know, you're playing for a team that's going to be playing for a championship, conference championship. Maybe you're in the Final Four. Next year you're going to be in the uh, you know, Final 12. Yes, Mark. Lamar also, but I think uh, Vince Young would have had the Heisman if we would have voted after the national championship yeah. game. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm sure there's a couple of those instances where it's like, all right, Tommy Frazier, this Heisman's yours. Um, all right, so <laughs> you know, if Vince Young would have got the Heisman that year, it would have solved a lot of mess going forward. If you know what I mean, with the Reggie Bush. Oh, situation. Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, the uh, elephant in the room, the Hall of Fame semifinalist, Eric Allen. Jared Allen, no relation. Willie Anderson. Tiki Barber. That's the elephant in the room. We've been saying for a long time, is Tiki Barber a Hall of Famer? Nobody is a bigger proponent of Tiki Barber being in the Hall of Fame, including Tiki Barber, <laughs> than Paulie. I'm not even a Tiki Barber fan. Like, I don't know him really well. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan anyway. But it's weird that when his name was put up on the Giants posters, congratulations, Tiki, for making the finalists. A lot of people are like, him? No way. Not a chance. He's not even really that close. He has very, um, he's a very polarizing person. I don't think people like him. Well, that shouldn't factor in. Right. It shouldn't factor in. But his career, if, if you look at his last seven years, is unbelievable. I think what he, but he my, retired, then they won the Super Bowl. True, but it, it's an individual award. Here's the thing. I think Tiki Barber suffers from a couple things. He started his career as like a third down back out of Virginia, not very famous, even though he played in New York. Yeah. He eased into his career. He was not the starting running back until his fourth year in the league. But his last five years are as good as any running back's five years, including like his best five years are way better than Terrell Davis's best five years, noticeably. But Terrell Davis won a Super Bowl, was sure. an MVP, had, you know, 2,000 yards. Yeah. Well, um, like, there have, there have been seven running backs in NFL history with 10,000 yards plus and 500 plus receptions. Okay. Tiki's one of them. All right. There have been three running backs in history with 2,000 yards or more in a season, scrimmage yards, three or more times. Tiki's one of them. Uh, London Fletcher, linebacker, Dwight Freeney, Antonio Gates, Eddie George, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Robert Mathis, Julius Peppers, Steve Smith Sr., Fred Taylor, Heinz Ward, Ricky Waters, who I've been saying for over a decade is a Hall of Famer. 
he was the first running back who was 10,000 yards and, what, 500 catches? Ricky Waters, if if you're going to put in Tiki Barber, Ricky Waters was the precursor to all of these running backs. Yeah, Fred Taylor and Tiki and uh, um, Ricky Waters are right in that mix with yardage and receptions. Reggie Wayne is in there, Vince Warfolk, uh, Will Fork, uh, Patrick Willis, and uh, Darren Woodson. You know, you can go through this list and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know what the voters are looking at where you go, okay. That stands out. That guy's a Hall of Famer. That guy, something different. Like if he's, I could go down the list here and just go, all right, is Eric Allen a Hall of Famer? Feels like it. Is Jared Allen a Hall of Famer? Feels like it. Uh, Willie Anderson was with the Bengals Ravens tackle. Not quite sure. Tiki Barber, sure. Anquan Bolden, sure. London Fletcher, sure. Dwight Freeney, yeah. Antonio Gates, sure. Uh, Eddie George, maybe. James Harrison, sure. Rodney Harrison, yes. Devin Hester, yes. Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, yeah, yeah. Robert Mathis. Like, you can just keep going and you can say yes. It's just, what are they looking at that is going to differentiate themselves from, from each other? Yes, Eaton. See, I almost feel like you did it right there. Because this is, without a doubt, the most complete hall of very great list mm-hmm. but then how do you separate the hall of famers out and you cut you i think you almost subconsciously did it there because there were some people that you said yes and a bunch of other people that you were like sure yep. like is he a hall of famer sure is he yes sure sure yes yes sure you know it but the list it's all great players like i love uh anquan bolden he yeah. was one of my favorite wide receivers to watch that dude was an absolute boss yeah I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, though. But, man, was he a great wide receiver. Well, I could see all of these guys being Hall of Famers. But I don't know what the voters are going to look at. Like, Heinz Ward, he was a Hall, he's a Hall of Famer to me. Uh, Ricky Waters, just because of his versatility. Uh, Reggie Wayne felt like he was always kind of lost in the shadow of you know Marvin Harrison. Vince Wilfork, I mean, he was a beast up there. Patrick Willis. I think Patrick Willis is going to get in the Hall of Fame. That's wild. He was great for the Niners. Darren Woodson with the Cowboys. You know, he's been close a couple times. Um, London Fletcher feels like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Jared Allen, how many sacks did he have? You have 130 or something like that? Yeah, Paul. Like a guy like Torrey Holt. Like, oh, yeah, he was a really good receiver. If you don't look at his stats, you don't realize... He was beyond a really good receiver. He had better numbers than Calvin Johnson, who went in the Hall of Fame. Torrey Holt had 90-plus catches five times. Calvin Johnson did that twice. And, you know, seven Pro Bowls to five. But Calvin Johnson goes right in, and Torrey Holt has to wait. Yeah, but it felt like whoever played wide receiver for, you know, that the Rams, they were going to put up big numbers. Well, he was one of the consistents there when Kurt Warner was going up and down, up and down. Well... Kurt Warner didn't go up and down with the Rams. He yeah. went up and down after the Rams with the Giants. Mm-hmm. And then when he got to Arizona, yes, Marv. Do you think Reggie Wayne is going to have that exact same issue? Yeah. Because the double coverage was always going yes. to Marvin. Yes. You know, Reggie was over there dominating yes. on the other side. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't know if you geared up for Reggie Wayne. Now, if I'm going to just be honest with this, and I don't know Reggie Wayne, but if I go, who did I game plan for? Out of all of these players where you go, okay, got to stop that guy. Jared Allen, you had to stop him. Um, Dwight Freeney felt like you had to stop him. Antonio Gates. Um, Devin Hester. 
Gosh. You want to put them all in, right? You have that, like, yeah, why not just put them all in? They're all in that similar I category. Know, I know, I know. That's why I, it's a thankless job to vote. I mean, I'm lucky I get to vote. I got to vote on NBA awards. I've gotten to vote for the Heisman. But, you know, this is, this is somebody, the rest of their lives, you're voting on this. You're going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just voting. You know, the, the Heisman's a big deal, but there's so many people voting on that. It's a really small room voting for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I just, I don't envy them. It sounds like, man, you get to change somebody's life. Yeah, you can change it in a negative way, too. Yeah, Mark. I feel like Dwight Freeney would be one of those guys that could really use a letter from Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Like Jason Taylor Jason got. Jason Taylor got that. Because, look, Tom Brady, I'm sure, was looking over his shoulder for number 93 when the Colts and the Patriots were going at in the playoffs all those yeah, years. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, what did Jared Allen end up with? How many sacks? They have 140, something crazy like that. Uh, Antonio Gates, even with the uh, suspension for PEDs. Um, Jared Allen, how many, uh, Marv? 136. Okay. And I don't know what Gates was popped for. Was it just PEDs, four games that he was suspended for? Rodney Harrison was suspended for PEDs. I don't know if that matters. It's almost like with football, we're like, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> you're playing that sport, you know, HGH, PEDs. Yes, yes. Seaton. Do you think it's more likely uh, that, you know, like, it, with this list, it's tough, like we're saying, to tough to tell the Hall of Famers from the really close guys. Do you yeah. think that's going to happen more and more as years go on? Yeah. Just partially because of the era that everybody played in? Like, Well, there's going to be more sacks. There's going to be more receptions, yeah. more passing yards, more touchdowns. Running back is going to be hard. Running back, that is going to be like, like is Christian McCaffrey going to be a Hall of Famer? Is Derrick Henry going to be a Hall of Famer? Who else would be on that list where you go, that running back is going to be a Hall of Famer? Marv? I think the only guy right now that's a surefire Hall of Famer is Adrian Peterson. Yeah. That hasn't, that's not in yet. Yes. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yes, Todd. I know Dion a while back had said about, you know, it's getting a little too easy for everybody to get in. Do you think the average Hall of Famer, how much they follow this or care or get upset if someone gets in, it somehow takes away the specialness of their being in the Hall of Fame, that someone that's a borderline Hall of Famer gets in? Uh, I just think if you, you get in, you it, I mean, so what? I mean, I understood what Dion was saying, and I do think it, if you get in first ballot, there should be something that's special about you being in the Hall of Fame. It's not a negative to everybody else. You got in first ballot. You want to give them a special floor at the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm all for that. You want to give them a different color jacket when they're up there? I'd be all for that. Because you want people to talk and go, oh, my God, first ballot Hall of Famer. That is something special. And I have no problem with what Dion was saying about that. And then if you want to have everybody else have their own floor, great. But first ballot Hall of Famer, you should be singled out. No problem with that. All right, more phone calls coming up. We'll take a break. We're back after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.